Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 185. I'm your host, Tyler Singh. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm joined as always by our two co-hosts, Graham and Steven. And Graham, I'll start with you. Tell me something fun that happened for you this week. Uh, this week, a whole lot of working going on. I, being Halloween is close, um, the weather is actually starting to reflect it because the weather's been super hot for a long time. But now that the kids are going to be out trick-treating, Mother Nature decides that she wants to rain for the next three days. But other than that, like Halloween, like TV has scary movies and you kind of like want to watch certain things. And I played Until Dawn before and I always wanted to go through it again or watch somebody else play it. Yeah. So I convinced my girlfriend to play the game and I've been watching her and noticing that she makes some different decisions and I haven't seen the whole play be completely different, but I just, one, one big thing has already uh, been different. Uh, I'm not going to say what, just because I uh, don't want to spoil it for other people, but it's a great game. Uh, it's a great time to play it right now. It's not a really long game, so you can definitely get it finished by Halloween if that is your goal. But yeah, no, I've been really enjoying it. Um, as far as other games, haven't played too much. Um, let me let me think here for a second. Yeah, uh, played a little bit of Fortnite as well, uh, Chapter Two. The game's a lot of fun, and it doesn't seem to have lost any interest. Like, I see a lot of people playing it and talking about it, and like the Black Hole event was huge, <laughs> like broke some records. So, yep. uh, other than that, there's a lot of big games coming out. Uh, Outer Worlds, I played a little bit of it, but not enough to get a good in-depth analysis, but it's sure. a lot of fun so far. It does scream a lot of fallout, which is really good for me. But yeah, so far my week has been good. All right, sounds fun. So Steven, how about you? Uh, what have you done this week that is uh, really fun and exciting? Uh, I have been watching baseball, mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> Uh, today happens to be game seven of the world series. We're competing with the world series. Actually, we are live right now, (laughs) right as the game's going on. Um, It's it's currently, yeah, well, probably not, but that'll happen sometimes. Um, that's, it's been an enjoyable series. I think, uh, some of the, I did miss game. Like I missed the two games in, in, or in, yeah, in Washington, I, I didn't get a chance to see him, but I've saw the, the every game that's been in Houston and then the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but that's been fun. Uh, the weather. Oh, it was our like festival thingy at work on uh, on Friday, and so I was in a dunk tank for about forty five <laughs> minutes. It's it was like eighty five degrees, uh, and yet somehow when I was up sitting up on the little like the board that drops down. Right, so I'd go in the water. Uh, it was really cold. Like it got cold, and I was like, "Why mm-hmm. is it cold? It's eighty-five degrees out." But it was. Uh, but that was fun. I was sitting up there, and like some of the kids would come up, and the ones that I knew and knew really well. Well, I knew, I knew almost all the kids really well, but the ones I like, you know, that are pretty athletic, I would just be up there running my mouth and being like, being like, "Wow, 
a Jack uh, names, you know, not actual <laughs> name for you know protection's sake. But I'd be like, wow, Jack, <laughs> uh, I thought you you played. I thought you played baseball. You, you know, you're supposed to hit the red circle there, and and I'd just be sitting running my mouth. Of course, they would if they missed, they'd run up and hit the button, and I'd go go for a swim. Uh, it was pretty fun though. That was enjoyable. Uh, and I did beat Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I beat it in. We're, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. I beat it really fast, um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I've also mm. been playing, or I tried playing The Outer Worlds, uh, and I just, I don't know what it was, but I am not in the mood for it. So I stopped because I don't want to, like, I know by all accounts it's a good game um, yeah. based on every review and based on what I played. I really like the dialogue that I've came across. I love the character creation. Um, the little bit I played was fun. I just don't know what it is. I just don't feel like exploring some big uh, science-y type, you know, world or space world or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I don't want to, like, play it and not enjoy it and then be upset with the game, you know? So I'll, I'll yeah. wait till I feel like I'm in the mood. I probably try, I, I play, like, two hours of it, and I'm like, <sighs> and I, I so I'm just going to wait. Um, that's the beauty of, you know, there's so much to play that I just, I guess it, I don't have to play that. Cause I, I've been playing mm -hmm. Divinity Original Sin, the first one, um, because I never beat it. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, trying to get through. I've, I've played like six hours in it. I'm loving that. So I'm going to stick with that and see. And at one point the Outer Worlds will, will get my attention back and I will play that game and have fun. Cause by all accounts, mm -hmm. I, I'll like that game based on the developer and the way yeah. the game played and just based on everything I've played so far i just i don't know there's it's like all the pieces are there and i like it it's just they don't all connect yeah. so there's that but i i mean tyler we we've been playing call of duty and we're going to talk about it but before yeah. we do that how's your week been all right good so started a new job this week pretty fun there um and uh, just getting used to the new schedule and all that type of thing plus um all this new stuff that i have to do so uh but it's been good, and uh, since we last came together, everybody, we uh, apologies for uh, last week. We we did end up taking last week off. We had some technical difficulties that resulted in us having to miss uh, one eighty five was supposed to be last week. But uh, we're here uh, one day early actually because we don't want to have a live recording interrupted by a bunch of uh, doorbells ringing, oh, kids trick or treating, you know. Yeah, so we're doing it on the 30th of October versus Halloween night. and uh, But yeah, so since we have come together last, I also finished Call of Duty. We'll talk about it in a second. I also finished um, Control and and then went on to do a bunch of the side missions and stuff after it. So, um, loved Control. I think it's absolutely one of the best games I've played this year. Is it perfect? No. Does it have... Weird little glitchy things in it, sure. Um, but I think overall the game is super well done. The story is amazing, and uh, the gameplay is really unique and and you know something different than what I played in a while. So uh, I very much enjoyed that fun game. Recommend it to anybody that likes anything like that. So um, also I've been watching some baseball. Um, sad that tonight is the final night of the baseball season for a few months. But uh, but it's been fun and the playoffs been good. So um, then what are you going to cheer on, Tyler? Part. What's up? I said then what are you going to cheer for? Because you're saying your hockey season is already over. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just gonna be looking forward to. I'm gonna enjoy baseball off season with, um, you know, hot stove and hopefully my team signs um, some some pitchers and. Uh, yeah, but not the one that you think you're gonna get. Yeah, but I don't think we're they're gonna well, get that's him. True. So. You're just anyway, um, but anyway, and uh, yeah, I don't know, Graham. I mean, I am cheering for my hockey team, just not in the way that <laughs> yeah, you cheering for lose. Yes, I'm cheering for them to get the number one they pick because that's the one last night to win. It's funny because sometimes, like, I watch a game and my team is losing, and I'm cheering for them to win, and then they turn out they win. But with you, it's kind of the opposite. They're winning, and you cheer for them to lose, and then they lose. So, yes, a little different. La- last like, night, like, they uh, last night they, you know, they fell behind three nothing, and they rallied though. They rallied and and gave up six consecutive goals to a team just as bad as them. So they dug down deep and got it done and, you know, took another step towards the number one overall pick. So I'm happy with that. Anyway, uh, Steve, let's talk about Call of Duty for a second. And we're going to do a more in-depth review of the game. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, so we're not going to do a super deep dive here. Plus, you know, the game's been out for less than a week. And we want to make sure that uh, we're not spoiling anything for anybody. So we're going to do that. Uh, separately, but I just want to go over general thoughts here. In the campaign, we uh, we both got a chance to play it. I finished it today, and you know, Stephen, what, what were your thoughts overall in the campaign? Um, again, we don't want to be too spoilery here, or we don't want to spoiler have spoilers at all, really. But uh, just general thoughts on it. Yeah, I uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked the characters. I thought they were all really well done. Like, all the main ones. Um, minus, like, the one lady um, in the CIA. Like, that's not a spoiler. Uh, she, She's not. But she's, like, a super minor character. So I don't even know if you count it. Excuse me. Uh, all, all the main characters that you either play as or you're playing with the entire time, are, they're all interesting. Um, which is like the first time in a while that I think a Call of Duty has had that. Uh, the story is pretty good, um, borderline on 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 great. Even um, I I really liked the gameplay. I liked the campaign wasn't just your typical, you know, go from point A to point B while fighting off six million enemies and then do that again a thousand times. Like there was missions where you actually have to do like stealthy type yeah. play, and that's fun. I enjoyed that. You also could have just go guns blazing. Like, that's an option if you like that. True. I enjoyed the stealthy parts because, um, you know, you special f- forces, right, in most of these Call of Duty games. So it makes sense that you wouldn't want to always be guns blazing. But I don't know. Some people, I guess, like that. So that's for them. But I, I, re- I really did enjoy enjoy the campaign based on just the characters. I Like, Tyler, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's one of the best Call of Duty stories and campaigns I've played in a long time. And I actually enjoyed Kevin Spacey one, you know, press, press X to pay respects, all that type of thing. Um, that one I thought was pretty fun. But this one is far superior to that, in my opinion. And I, I think the, you know, all the, all the talk about the themes of the game and that type of thing. And we'll get into this more on the other thing that we, we're going to record for this. But I didn't notice that. I know off air we talked about you didn't see anything really out of line either. And 
you know, like I said, we'll get into it more in the other episodes. So listen, look for that in the next few days. But all I'm going to say is that I thought it was really irresponsible of some gaming journalist to um, make this out to be something much, much more than it maybe was. So Yeah, without having seen the whole game, for yeah, sure. And it's, yeah, especially not having context or, you know, any of that. Like, come on. But anyway. Yeah. So, I did blaze through the campaign, though. I, uh, people were like, it's going to take eight hours or... I think I beat it in six. I was playing on regular. Uh, I I think I'm going to try realism at some point. I, I want to replay mm. it. And realism is basically as hard as veteran, except the HUD is minimized. Like, they're, yeah. or they're non-existent. And that sounds fun. And I already mm. know the buttons. I played Call of Duty for 10 years now, yeah. probably. So, so just, just video real, games in general. But So just real quickly, I mean, I think we'd both recommend the campaign part to anybody who likes shooters. Um, the multiplayer. Tell me about that. What are your thoughts and impressions? You played lots of Call of Duty multiplayer over the years. Tell me what you're thinking about yeah. this one. Uh, it is Call of Duty multiplayer. There is mm-hmm. nothing too different if you've ever played an Infinity Ward type, you know, game. Yeah. Uh, they play a little differently than the Black Ops ones, but I think they play better. I enjoyed the gameplay more. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've been playing a little bit by myself uh mostly actually i've yet to to party up with anybody who's who's anybody so if anyone wants to party up and that is good um or just not bad uh you know feel free to at me in discord and we can get some games going that would be fun i like playing multiplayer with people when i play it with people i can play for longer than like 30 minutes at a time whereas when i'm playing by myself eh, i get tired after about 30 minutes but i i really enjoy it it's really smooth I, the kill streaks are are back. They're they're all pretty good. Um, I enjoy all the customization. It, I haven't noticed anything where the like loot boxes are gonna play a role. Now, I'm not entirely sure that that's gonna stay the case. If even if it is not already, I just haven't noticed it. So, I've been playing. I've been having fun. The guns that you can unlock at level one are fine. Um, they're all pretty balanced. Like there's no super difference between like the gun you can get at rank one versus the gun you get at rank 50 or when you prestige, you know, I don't know. I, I enjoy, I enjoy it. It's really, it's really good. If you like the infinity war multiplayer, you'll, you'll like this. And mm-hmm. like the campaign's really good. If you maybe taken a couple years off and you've been itching for a new call of duty, this is the perfect one to get. Uh, the only mode I haven't got to try yet is spec ops. Um, and the, the campaign kind of continues in the spec ops, which I, don't necessarily like um but we'll get we'll get around to playing spec ops at some point tyler before our review episode um now that you've beaten the campaign we'll play together we just we had to wait on you because like i said the campaign continues didn't want anything spoiled right uh, for that so yeah and i think it's important that you know you differentiated there It, it feels similar if you played infinity ward multiplayers right and because I, I think it's going to feel distinctly different than like World War Two, or um, uh, the last one, uh, Black Ops Four. I don't think so. Distinctly well, maybe different. maybe not Black Ops Four, but certainly World War Two. I would say. Um, and maybe. you know, I think uh, I, I think it's familiar in some good ways, though. It doesn't. It, it's taken back. Uh, it's continuing the trend anyway of of taking back a lot of the sort of over the top 
things that were involved in multiplayer and just make you more like they like to say boots on the ground and that type of thing, right? Yeah. So that's that's good. But uh, like we said, I, we for now we both definitely recommend the game. We'll get into it. We'll throw a score on it, all that stuff on the episode that we do to review uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, all right. And another game I played a little bit of is WWE 2K20. I've talked about it a couple times on the show. And, Graham, you're going to be really sad to hear this. But, man, that game is broken. (laughs) And it is broken to a point that it's embarrassing for them to have released it. Like, how far into the game do you notice how broken it is? Not long. Literally in the player creation, character creation, you start to see it. It freezes up. It's just super slow. And literally, I'm trying to set the height of my, you know, wrestler. And I can't. It just freezes, stops, and you can't do anything. So you're sitting there waiting and waiting. And finally, it'll move a tick. And then you got to do another one, wait some more. So How is that acceptable? That's a good question. But, Graham, if you think that's bad, where do you actually get in the ring? Because you'll find that you can buy some people right through the mat. Um, <laughs> people will reach up from underneath the mat to, you know, grab you, um, etc. Really? Et oh yeah, but like randomly they'll reach through the mat. And well, grab no, you. it's somebody that was in the match. But the thing is, like, that's not part of the thing. They're not supposed to be under the mat, and you're not supposed <laughs> to slam them through the mat. It just kind of happens. Because yeah. that's where they go. It was like the Call of Duty game where you could be underneath the map, right? So, do you think they didn't test it at all, or they just accepted it for what it was, and they're like, we'll just throw it out into the wild? My personal feeling on it is that they knew this game wasn't ready. They knew it was not ready for launch. And, Steven, credit to you, you tried to warn me of all the warning signs that were out there. And uh, and I was just in the mode, I I hadn't bought one of these in like three years. So, I was like, I'll give it a go. We'll see. Actually, four years. I was like, oh, we'll give it a go. And, yeah, this was not... The warning signs were there, and it was not good. My, my personal uh, theories, though, is that they, WWE is launching on Fox Network, on network television with SmackDown this October. They did, what, four weeks ago? And they wanted that, that game out there this month to go alongside of it, to really market it. They must not have cared. <laughs> They're like, really we don't care how bad it is. Just put it out there. Just get it but out. This and definitely wasn't on, like, on but, the testers. But, but, but they're like, no buts. Put yeah. it out there. So we're like, okay, okay. Well, what's really sad is that this game has been out now for two weeks, and there's no huge patch yet. Yeah, oh, I heard there be. was like a patch, but it didn't be. really correct anything. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're just going to walk away from this one. <laughs> they're going like, to put out their DLC. But, like, and DLC in wrestling games is always, like, extra... You know, superstars. Like, legends, things like that, right? No one should buy this game. Yeah, well, somebody did. Me. And no one should support this game by buying DLC for it. Correct. And I I 100% agree with you there. Um, But guys, it makes me think about this. And let's let's talk about it from more of a, like, macro level here. The, The problem for me is that we're now in a situation where this is not necessarily the exception anymore and it doesn't happen a ton but it happens enough where games get pushed out 
There, the release date is no longer the date the game is done. The release date is the date the game is acceptable. And then you patch it, and you patch it, and you do whatever. There's always a day one patch with most yeah. games, except this one, when I needed it the most. I feel like they rely on these day one patches way too much. Yeah, so let's talk about this. I mean, it's, it's to the point, and this is where, you know, over the summer, especially after E3, we talked about some of the, you know, YouTube personalities that gain fandom by you know by pushing outrage and this is where they get you know some credibility because these companies do this stuff they, they put out games that are not even close to ready they charge full price and then they either try to fix it with a patch either on day one or later or they they do the whole you know it's, it's like with the servers guys and then i'll let you guys go i don't want to take up the whole mic here forever but it's like with servers for an online game. You know, the, the game launches, Call of Duty launched, and you couldn't get into a game the first night. Yeah. So, you know, and, and what do you hear almost every single time? You hear, oh, you guys are so amazing. You, you know, more more of you wanted to play this than even we expected. Oh, you're full of crap. Yeah. So stop it. You, you know, you just, you didn't invest as much into it as you should have. You're not ready. And and now you're going to apologize and, and bring in a million people for extra time in the middle of the night to fix it. Yeah. Why not just overestimate what your traffic's going to be to begin with? Like, I know, like, like to me, that makes entire sense. But it seems to be an ongoing problem with, like, a lot of companies. Like, they just want it out there, and I don't know. Oh, it's across the board. I mean, even you remember Sea of Thieves launch? You couldn't get into it for, like, a whole day or longer. Yeah, yeah. So, Call of Duty had issues, but it was only about two hours—not even two. Well, it was about two hours. Yeah, they fixed it quick. Um, Didn't so, GTA Five have issues too online? Uh, like that's going for, back a ways. I don't GTA Five had issues with their online service, not with how. Yes, well, and that's a different story yeah. considering the yeah. main single player had like 30 hours of content. Sure. They learned their lesson and didn't launch Red Dead Redemption Two right away. Mm-hmm. But Tyler. One game springs to mind with just yep. <laughs> being just absolutely broken, mm-hmm. broken piece of crap, um, and that's Brink. Uh, I know there's another game that springs to mind, and we'll get there. Don't you worry. But Brink was a game that so I had a I had a, I had a group of people I was playing with in high school. Uh, we played like everything together. Um, Left for Dead was our cup of tea. We were really good at that game, and we loved playing it. We loved playing the second one, and then Brink shows up and uh it's it's gonna be a like we played the beta really really fun i liked it was like a parkour style arena shooter type yeah and the idea was awesome um the game was good in the beta like it worked and it was fun and then the game came out and let me tell you the single player was garbage like it Mm -hmm. was broken you couldn't even you could barely play that online did not work at all I don't think they had servers for that game at all. I don't think there were dedicated servers. I literally think it was host, yeah, host server. Right. Like Around they picked a random person sure. in the game, mm-hmm. and they were the host. And you could tell how that works when you have like, it was marketed like thirty some people trying to trying to play that game. It just it was mm-hmm. terrible, and it was the worst sixty dollars I've ever spent within six months i that game was like three dollars at gamestop <laughs> yeah like it was that, that bad it just it didn't it never got fixed it was disappointing and mm-hmm. if i'm correct and i think i might be 
there is a certain company that put that game out. But let me look before Bethesda. I... Bethesda. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm pretty sure happened. So... Yeah. And... Yeah, it was, but it was mm-hmm. Bethesda Softworks. It wasn't developed, it was published yeah. by them, but... Yeah. So, I remember back to Battlefield yeah. 4. When, yes. you know, that launched and, you know, the multiplayer piece was broken at the beginning. And, and they didn't really get that fixed for... Really well, close I was saying, when like only like two modes or something, they didn't have conquests and yeah, it was, it was it was really rough. Like you just could not get into games for or matches for a lot of things, and you know mm-hmm. it's six years ago now, so I'm trying to remember it exactly. But but I remember that it wasn't fully corrected for about six months. And once they got it right, it was great. The game was fantastic. It's still my favorite Battlefield game. Yeah, but do they get a buy for being so long to take for the game to become good? No. It's like, oh, this game is amazing now. It's like, I don't know. It's it's just like, I'll tell you, Titanfall, the original Titanfall was, is fantastic now, but at launch it was not. It was half of the game. Mm -hmm. And they they worked on it, they built it and built it, and over the course of like a year, they made it really good and fun. But no, Graham, you're right. I, I don't think they get a pass on that. I don't think they should. Because you're charging full price at launch. So, I don't know, Graham, what, what games come to mind for you? Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, I remember, yeah. like, you watch all these videos of these crazy animations. <laughs> and I was really excited for that game. And the excitement left really fast once I, like, heard about it and learned about it. And I even got, I paid for like the diecast car that that you can control with mm-hmm. your phone. So I'm so excited for it. And then when I found like how badly it was like broken and like the player animations. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if this is the same case where it's a scheduling where obviously they know these issues because these games are tested. So like they know it's out there. So I don't know if they just try like turn a blind eye and. But, like, I I never went back to that game, so I don't know if it did a complete 180, like, if it's good. Mm-hmm. To me, it just, it lost me, and something else came out, and that was it. But it got my money, so yeah. look at me. <laughs> right. And, no, you're, you're absolutely right. There were other ones, too. Um, you know, there was yeah. a Assassin's Creed game, the one set French Revolution where you know the faces were like horrifying it were it was like just the the muscle underneath the skin mm-hmm. on the face it was just it was like something out of a horror movie and then like Stephen, we were looking at the the pictures of the mlb the show players from the one year where it was like cork almost yeah, it was, was so cool. it was weird but yeah you know, it's just, not that uh, no, it, and those things aren't necessarily game breaking but they're noticeable and they do affect the experience so i don't know i i just i feel like you know i I think it's good to have healthy conversations it's good to call this stuff out now no way are we advocating we because we've had developers backs many a time on this show you know you should never go on you know twitter or whatever and make threats and do whatever and be abusive like it's not that important I feel like when it's that broken, they should offer refunds. They should say, okay, we realize this game is terrible, so we will give you your money back. Which, well, it, I know it's bad for business, but it would go a yeah. long way. Like, 
probably nobody's going to buy your next uh, next title because of that prior game. Sadly, I just don't see that happening because no. they've already spent most of the money that came in. But yeah. what I would like to see from them, I would like to see just come out. I don't need the, the grand apology and play that whole game. you know. But I do want to see a roadmap of what they're going to do to fix it. And, you know, I'm not going to be the type that's going to respond with, oh, yeah, you know, you're lying and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, because then, then it's just not productive anymore. But but I want to see what they're going to do to fix it and then hold them to that. You know, not 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 like Anthem's roadmap where they just abandon that too, <laughs> you know, a couple months later. So, but yeah, I, I'd say 90% of the time, if not 95, it's not the the – testers that miss these bugs especially in like wwe's case they found those oh like, yeah it's well, not even the not? developers half the time that decide that they're not going to patch it yeah it's the publishers it's forcing the game out by a certain point and the developers have to decide do i fix the bug that like makes it so the care like you know one of the wrestlers is like spinning in a circle or do i fix the bug that doesn't let you know people play the game at all and yeah. you know which one wins and it, yeah, it sure. sucks mm-hmm. and but it's just the way it is like these publishers are the i just don't i don't understand why gamers like to go after the developers half the time it, it's almost never the developer's fault it's mostly the publisher's fault mm-hmm. for a lot of these like broken messes because yeah. the publishers force these games come out and they're just garbage now there are exceptions like in the case of Crackdown 3 being in development for like 15 years and being still a yeah arguably it's not it's not a bug not a great it's just not good or yeah. it's not great it's okay serviceable mm-hmm. adequate Maybe. you can play it yes um, you can play it that is very play it but it's just I don't know it is what it is there just be can we all just like stop attacking people though on on Twitter because you got burned for your sixty dollars? Like, I mean, it sucks. Um, here's an idea though: stop pre-ordering games. No one's gonna mm-hmm. do it because if they were, it would have happened a long time ago. You yeah. guys, all, like, we're all guilty. I mean, I'm well, for sure we are because I'm guilty of this. I pre-ordered I pre-order WWE. That's why I couldn't get a refund. We, yeah, we pre-ordered games. I pre-ordered Fallout seventy six, and that game was the forty bucks like two weeks after it came out. And we're gonna get to Fallout seventy six in a second. Pre-ordered but, as well. We uh, we pre-order games and then they, like especially when games have review embargoes of like day of, if not after the game's released, that's when you know that that's when red flags should be ra- uh, raised. You know, Death Stranding's yeah. review is tomorrow or Friday of this week. The game comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Like, you can pre-order that because you can cancel that pre-order if the reviews are not good, yeah. right? And you can even look at the previews for these games and tell what what the shape of the game is mm-hmm. at you know, two months before release and whether it's good or bad. And I mean, I'm going to say it credit to Ubisoft. They, they delay their games all the time, but they almost never come out to being just broken. Now, granted ghost recon wild or breakpoint is the exception because that game has bugs and it's not that good of a game. Yeah. That's it's buggy. But almost every game is buggy, though, to a point, right? At, at least a little bit. Although yeah. I didn't really notice that much in Call of Duty. But, um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, I would agree with you. Let's, you know, we, you don't experience personal loss when a game comes out and doesn't work. No, the way you want it to. 
it, it is frustrating for sure. And it sucks because you spent money on, you got, and you invested, you know, your time and, and emotion into it. You got excited for the game and then it burns you. So I get it. Uh, I would like to see these, especially the, um, the Xbox, PlayStation, and, and Nintendo fix their return policies a little bit on, on some of this. Like, Tyler, because you pre-ordered the game more than two weeks out, yeah. you know, you couldn't get a refund on WWE when it was shown to be a broken piece of garbage. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. they should. Like, that's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's on the you know, console side of things. Steam has yeah. a decent return policy. There are people that tend to abuse that. I remember when Firewatch came out, because it was only like a two-hour game, it was under the time time frame, and people were returning it after beating the entire game. Yeah. Which I think that's a problem in and of itself. But you're not going to find a perfect solution. The best solution would be to just stop pre-ordering. You don't need the game day one. If you Especially with the games that tend to be the broken messes, right? Like Call of Duty, probably not going to be a broken mess, right? But your WWEs, like, those are questionable because the games in previous years haven't been that good. So, yeah. And if it's something you know a lot about, it's a game you know a lot about, or you're invested into the franchise, then by all means, you know, show that support, pre order the game. But I agree with you, you know, and, and we're as guilty as anybody and all that stuff. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's hard to not. You know, when when we're at E three, it's you want to pre order everything when they show it, right? Well, so, I never wanted to pre order WWE, Tyler, but well, that's a different story. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we didn't see that at E three either. But uh, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to keep that excitement under under wraps and and not pre order some stuff. I get you know, I I get that. But uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about paying in advance for something here in a, in a bit. But, guys, let's transition. In the news with the game that I think um, Grant takes the, the heavyweight championship, so to speak, for launching in a broken state, in recent memory at least. And WWE might have been more broken, but it certainly wasn't more high profile than Fallout 76. Yeah. Now, you said broken. I don't know if you would call it broken. I don't know if I'd call it broken either. Yeah, broken's the wrong term. So, yeah, I take that back. Okay, fair enough. Um, Disappointing. Not living up to hopes, dreams, expectations. So, sure. Okay, fair enough. Well, as we heard a lot from Bethesda at E3 about what they were going to do with Fallout to fix it. And they've delivered on a lot of that. And everything they talked about at E3, they said they were going to do for free and it was going to be included. And they've pretty much done that stuff. And they announced a Fall 76 subscription for $12.99 a month or $100 annually if you choose to spend it all front. And they offer private servers for up to eight players. But here's the thing, guys. It hasn't had the greatest launch. Imagine that. The Unlimited Scrap Box that you get as part of it is resulting in some players losing every bit of scrap that they put into said unlimited <laughs> scrap box. It yeah. just, it's just gone. Bye bye. So Steve, I want to go to you first on this one. Then we'll go to Graham. Um, your thoughts on the subscription service, your thoughts on that launching the way it did. And at what point do we, at what point should they just stop? And at what point should fans, realize that they're just kind of piling on 
That's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Um, but pick what the one I, you want. Pick okay, the one you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the first question. What are my thoughts on the subscription mm-hmm. model? I don't mind the subscription model in certain games. Um, it's there are games that are free to play, but then you play for a subscription. In the case of like Star Wars: The Old Republic, you can pay for a subscription to play the game. WoW is the same way. Now you buy the expansions. That's different. But like vanilla mm-hmm. WoW, um, not necessarily even WoW Classic, but WoW Classic is included in that. To play the base game of WoW, you just need to pay for this subscription. You don't actually need to buy the game itself. Now that I'm, yeah, at least now. I don't know if that was always the case, but mm-hmm. right now, the last time I I tried to play WoW Classic, there was a time where you needed, had to buy World of Warcraft. Yeah, but all you need yeah. to do is is, mm-hmm. is pay a monthly subscription. I, I I don't necessarily hate it. Um, we we play the we pay the subscription through Xbox Live and PS Plus now because it's only sixty dollars a year. Um, it's it doesn't feel like it's bad. Um, when you're paying fifteen dollars a you know a month, it, it's a little more questionable, but it's not mm-hmm. that bad for a game that works and is successful and you know is a good game like the Old Republic, right? Or even ESO, okay? Because ESO has the subscription model, and you get, you know, the DLC unlimited storage, sixteen hundred and fifty like coins per month, double double bank space, um, an increase to gold and, and experience acquisition, and more, right? And that's like if you play a lot of ESO, all of that is worth it, right? For fifteen dollars, probably. I mean, it's up to you whether that's worth it to you. But for a game that arguably isn't very good in Fallout seventy six, at least on launch now. Full disclosure, I haven't played it since then. So I can't speak to the current state of affairs. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Fallout 76 player, if you think $13 a month is worth it, then fine. I don't have yeah. an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of the people complaining are people that don't play Fallout 76 anymore. So That's probably true. What's the point? Uh, why are you complaining? You're not playing it. So how do you know if it's worth it? All right? Private servers... Which, they, those have their own issues. Anyone that's on your friends list can join the private server, which means if you add someone to trade gear, this is the case I saw yeah, online, I read, I read they, the can, they can join you, and that might not be a good thing, and they can like troll you and stuff. Sure. And so they're not actually private in the sense that like you can invite personal people and only those people. Now, they did say they were going to fix that to where yeah. that'll roll out. But, I mean, if you're going to launch a service half- I'm just gonna say half-assed like what's the point this should not be an issue right we shouldn't have the issue where you, there's the scrap box is losing people's items now they've also said that wasn't they said to re like install the game yeah. and and to reload and all that and that's fine mm-hmm. and dandy except for the fact that the game's like 100 gigs yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's not easy for people with data caps right. to do, and that's that's not necessarily a solution. So I don't know. I agree. You can't, you can't half-ass it. Uh, but if they fix the game, and the game, if people are enjoying the game, if Fallout 76 players are enjoying it, twelve ninety nine a month for a subscription is not a terrible price point for a MMO no. type game or pseudo MMO. Yeah. That's my thoughts. I mean, Graham. What about you? 
Yeah, no, for sure. Like, if it works and the private server, it was a real appealing thing. But then when you said about anybody can join if they're in your friends list, when they fix that, then obviously that's a better thing because when the game first came out, everyone talked about, oh, you have private servers and then you don't have to worry about people trolling you because you only have your friends in there. And But like I said, it did not launch with how people were expecting it. So if you're going to be charging this money, then you got to have the product well enough to support that. And another option too is you can pay for the whole year. That's pretty risky, especially with how Fallout 76 has been going. But you could get it for 100, 100 bucks, which is, you know, save you $3 a month. But yeah, like if it's not what they're promising, then it's not really worth it. But like uh, I did play ESO a little bit, um, not very much. And that was subscription right away. Uh, but I don't know how, I think when it came to console, which I don't know the timeline, is when they made it free. So, which I was glad because I, no, I bought it on console. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't gonna pay for a subscription again. I but, bought it on yeah. console and I didn't have to pay a subscription though. That came a little later. No, no, when it came on console, there was no subscription. Well, the, they changed the subscription model to where you got, yeah, bonuses rather than you needed to pay to play, which sure. is how it originally came out. I paid sixty dollars for the game mm-hmm. and then paid an extra fifteen bucks a month to yeah. yeah. Um, and you're right. Now that I think about it, WoW was the same thing. You had to buy the game, and it came with like two months of WoW Online or whatever the heck they call it. And mm-hmm. then you could pay for more. Yeah. All right. And, Go ahead, So, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's up to you. I would wait if I was personally advising you guys. If you still play Fallout 76, which I – there are people that still play Fallout 76. Oh, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And if you have fun, more power to you. Uh but I, I wouldn't necessarily jump in on this until they fix all the problems that are currently going on. And I don't understand what Bethesda is doing to uh, where they... seem to keep, like, like shooting their own feet. They're like, oh, never like that foot. Oh, get rid of that one, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, like, this, ever since Fallout 76, has just been a barrage of just failure and, like, moldy... Um, I forget what they were, like, uh, power armor masks and the canvas bag that was supposed to come with it was not (laughs) and yeah like i don't know i feel like they need fallout 5 or whatever they're going to call it to come out and try to wipe the slate clean because it has been a bit much now Fallout it's not going to be fallout 5 we're going to see i oh starfield Uh, did i say that right yes yes Yes. and eso before we see fallout 5 yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah. But bring out those games. Because every time we hear Fallout 76, it's always followed by bad news <laughs> or this broken or it's ripping off the fans. So yeah. eventually they're going to have enough. Like, I know there's diehard Fallout fans. Like, I'm kind of one of them that throw money towards Bethesda as soon as they mention the word Fallout. Uh, but like me, other people will be like, okay, that's enough. I actually want to know more about this game before I invest money into it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on and talk about Xbox. And uh, Xbox All Access can get you a new Xbox Scarlet at launch next year. 
uh, during holiday 2020 if you sign up by December 31st for the Xbox One X plan. It does allow you to upgrade to the Scarlet when it launches next year. So what it basically is is you have to sign up by the end of December and make 12 consecutive monthly payments, and then you can upgrade to the Scarlet and when that hits shelves. But if you're on the 1S or 1S uh, all digital plans, you can upgrade to the Scarlet console after 18 um, payments, so a year and a half. So you're looking at halfway through 2021. Guys, uh, I personally, now I've seen a lot of fan reaction here saying that, you know, they don't like this. I wonder how many of those people are, um, to be honest, PlayStation fans, because I don't know. But I personally think this is a good option. It's not the only way to get it in a Scarlet or whatever they're going to call it. But it's an option for people who might not have $500 and hopefully not more or than 600 that. 600 or 700 Yeah, it's not going to be 700 No way. Nobody knows. Um, well, Canadian. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But it, not everybody's going to have 500 bucks to just throw down next November. And... This is an option for people that, you know, are in that type of situation. And there's a lot of people like that that still love video games and would like to play. And it doesn't mean they're getting it for free. They're still making payments. So big deal. It's, it's an option for them. And I think it's good. I, I think it's a good thing to have. This is how people get cell phones now versus, you know, 10 years ago. And I don't know. It's just kind of the way we're going. Graham, your thoughts? Good, bad, <laughs> otherwise... There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like it, yeah. like you were saying, it gives the option. Some people can't put down all that money, or maybe they have like a bunch of kids and they can they can't afford to get them all consoles. So this is a really good alternative. And yeah, I don't see anything wrong with this, and I don't understand why people would be saying anything bad about this. It's another option. It's not like this is the only way you can get the new console is by doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with extra options. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and it maybe will bring more people on board. And if PlayStation is not going to do this, and the two consoles coming out, and people are, like, deciding which one they want to go with, this may be the, the deciding factor why they choose mm -hmm. both Xbox. And once they do that, they will get all those games from Game Pass. So... Yeah, I know. I think it's great, um, especially if they bundle it in with their Ultimate Pass or whatever they call it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. And I see a lot of people taking advantage of that. And uh, I may be one because uh, it's good to have the console right at launch, especially for us, obviously. And it does give you that option. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with it in my books. I'm, what do you think, Stephen? Uh, I don't necessarily agree. Okay. Because unless we know that you just continue payments um, and you don't it like nothing extra is added when you when you switch to the Scarlet, um, then it's a fine deal. But if you're only getting a hundred dollars off, I mean, then you're paying more money long term. So you're better off just saving the money you would have spent. Now I understand some people can't do that. Yeah, and or that's kind of how it works. Bad at it, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. but that I think, I think that's kind of silly. If you're looking to save money, I I wouldn't necessarily do this. Now, if you just upgraded to the 4K like TVs, right? And you're like, hey, you know, I kind of want a new Xbox, and I want a 4K Xbox, 4K Blu-ray player, blah 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 blah. 
and I kind of want the new Xbox when it launches. Like this is, this is for you. But unless we know that you don't have to pay extra for the Scarlet, which we assume that you are going to, I, I don't necessarily see how this saves money. In, in fact, it, by all accounts, doesn't save money on the Scarlet. Now you get an Xbox One X earlier, but that is only helpful if you don't already have one. And like you may want one for another room, and then fine. But mm. let's not pretend like you're saving money because you're probably not. Oh no, now, you're not saving money. I, no, no, no. Go ahead. It just what stops I, you from that big I payment. Do hope happens is that this Xbox All Access is offered for the Scarlet when it launches, and not where you have to sign up for the One X, and then you can upgrade. And you have to upgrade by, or you have to sign up by December 31st at the end of the year. Like, I, we don't know for sure if this is coming. I would, I would much rather finance the 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 Scar- Project Scarlet over like six months than pay outright on day one if I had my choice. I think, but I guess who knows? We'll see what happens. It, it does seem like, by all accounts, they're going to try try something like this when the new console comes out mm-hmm. but it might not be a launch thing it might be six months later but. i guess i guess here's how i see it it's you know whether it's a smart decision or not whether you end up paying more or not you know that that's all fine and good but it doesn't make xbox bad for saying we're going to offer this and yeah it's going to cost a little more money but i mean that's just the way business is done i mean you know but if it's not for me or anybody else to say like what the best way somebody you know, what somebody's choice should be around this. That works best for them. And if, if somebody decides that, hey, this is an option that really works really well for me, it might cost me a little more money, but I can handle 30 bucks a month or 32 or whatever it is, I forgot. But right in that range, dollars a month for this, but whereas saving up to 500 is going to be tough, you know, the more power to them, do it. And that's awesome. We get somebody else that has the console and has Game Pass and has all that stuff and can jump in and play with a, a bunch of games right away. So for me, I I don't know. I, you know, we can debate whether it's the smartest way to go about it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not, not going to criticize anybody for making the decision to do it. And I love that it's an option. So, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. What we got next? Uh, EA has announced that uh, there's going to be no Battlefield next year. Next year is a year that Battlefield would typically be up. So, no Battlefield next year, and the series won't see a new game until at least 2021. Also, crushing news, Graham. NBA Live 20 has been canceled. No, not again. I know. Uh, yes, again. I don't know how many times this is now. I feel like we're about to have bingo, like on a punch card somewhere for <laughs> the amount of times. Um, it's been canceled... And they're focused on getting the franchise ready for next gen, which, like I said when we were talking off air, ironic because they never really got it ready for this gen. But yeah. uh, NBA Live is what it is. I, I think personally they should just go to a more arcadey style and, you know, do it that way. They're not going to do that. But uh, Battlefield, guys, major, major title for them. Battlefield 5 had its issues. For a variety of reasons, you know, none, not the least of which was that the game just wasn't as good as previous iterations. So, is it concerning to you that we're not going to see it next year? No. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I think they just think 
it like it's getting stale so we got to come back with something that's big and is going to like get people on board because like you're saying uh, battlefield 5 at issues um even mm. like battlefield 1 it's kind of like started to teeter off at that point i actually so, thought battlefield 1 was good but that's just I, I did too but some people yeah. didn't mm-hmm. uh so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing and like you said they're getting ready for next gen yep so i guess like if they don't have it and they don't feel confident then mm-hmm. i'm glad they're doing this instead of giving us another broken mess kind of like what we've been talking about so this should give them no excuse now like it better be good you're taking an extra year to get this right I would, so, I would much rather see them build the next game ground up for the next gen consoles mm-hmm. rather than see what we saw with Battlefield 4 where it released on the 360 and the PS3 and then what a month later, month and a half later here it was on the, the PS4 and the Xbox One and mm-hmm. it just looked a little prettier and that was about it. But I, I would rather see really invest into the next gen consoles and if, if taking that extra year does that then cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, Steven, sure. anything to add? I know you're not a huge Battlefield guy. I'm not a huge Battlefield guy. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they talked about it's at least April of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them releasing in about April and then yeah. have about a year and a half um, for a new Battlefield the following winter or fall or whatever. November probably wouldn't come out. Or October. I don't know. One of those, you know, fall months. Yeah. I forgot my seasons. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I I think I enjoy Call of Duty more, so it, I mean, it sucks for the people that like Battlefield, but there's like a gazillion shooters out there, so you can pick one, or you could play Battlefield Five. It's still a game that works. Yeah, yeah. and they'll, they'll Don't probably be supporting one. it up to that point as well. Yeah, we might see a couple extra pieces of DLC we wouldn't have seen. Maybe. And the DLC, from my understanding, has been pretty good. I haven't played it for 5, but the DLC, from what I understand, has been pretty good for 5. Yeah. But let's talk more delays, guys. (laughs) No Um, shortage of them. There's no no. shortage. Uh, The Last of Us 2 has been delayed until May 2020, which really sucks for people who are getting really hyped about this game, and it's supposed to be coming pretty soon now. We're not getting it until May. You know... Reading anything into it, guys? I, I personally nope. don't. I, yeah, I think it's just polished, don't you? Yeah, and that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with delaying game. Sony's the other one that will delay their games and make sure they're good when they come out. Yep. Um, and yeah, I have no issues, it, especially because it gives me a chance uh, <laughs> to go back and play the first one. I was thinking um, the yeah. exact same thing. I've tried it three times now, and the story is great. It's just the gameplay I cannot do. Um, well, the good news the, is now you got right. next April to play it, and there's nothing coming out next April. So. Oh no, no, this will be this will be done before then. <laughs> because kidding. once April yeah. rolls around, there is one game, and if yeah. what happens to the Outer Worlds happens to Cyberpunk, I'm gonna be super, 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 super sad, and like mm-hmm. just where I'm not in the mood to play it. Yeah. And I don't think that'll oh. happen. Hope that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. I might cry. Well, as I say, oh, Cyberpunk yeah. is not like anything else, right? And Outer Worlds is kind of like the Fallout world, so you might have got tired of that. I think but it's I... more Mass Effect-y. Mass well, Effect. like Fallout. I don't like sci-fi all that much, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know. 
I don't know what it is, but yeah, I there's nothing wrong with delays except for the fact that you guys want to play them or just people want to play the games. Yeah. Before, I mean, but welcome to the club. I mean, Kingdom Hearts three was delayed a gazillion freaking times. <laughs> um, the game was supposed mm-hmm. to come out like ten years before it actually came. So you know, if I could wait that long for the end of the trilogy, that's not the end of the trilogy. Yeah, you guys can a fourth one coming. Well, well or a spinoff. I have committed to not get upset about delays anymore. Um, that was the you know there, there was a time where the selfish fan in me wanted the game now. Oh and, um, yeah. Um, but I, I've committed to not doing that. However, I think if it was announced tomorrow that Jedi Fallen Order was delayed until twenty twenty one, I might <laughs> have a tantrum. You might be sad. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not sad. Isn't going to do it. You would. You yeah. maybe just think of uh, Orion Will to Wisp too. That was delayed what twice or just once? What? No, yeah. I don't think it was ever really delayed. It never got no, a date. Thought it was coming earlier. Yeah, we, we all, thought we all it was coming come, earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It got delayed from our predictions. So <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, and finally wrapping up news with this: more delays. <laughs> where Gods of Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Watch Dogs Legion, all delayed by Ubisoft. And this is just coming on the heels of um, Ghost Recon not performing all that well out of the game. Yeah. And, you know, part of it's due to just the quality of the game. Uh, there were some buggy issues with that one. But part of it, you know, to, to Ubisoft's credit, they're, they're kind of realizing that, hey, you release these games that are online heavy, online world heavy, you know, think like Destiny, etc., You've got to give them plenty of time to breathe and develop and be their own thing before you release anything new. And, you know, when you think about Rainbow Six especially, that applies to that. You know, Rainbow Six uh, has been tremendously successful for the last couple of years and has done really well. So don't kind of mess up the launch of the second one by trying to get it out faster. Yeah. yeah. It's like they put out these schedules and then they're like forced, okay, you got to make sure this is ready by this set time because we set this time. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, okay, let us know when it's ready and then we'll work on setting a date. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this is an issue and maybe they're like learning now. They're like, okay, maybe we should let these, like you're saying, breathe and let them be tested enough and get everything, well, not everything, but most things. Because, like I said, now there's just so much competition that you need to be top of your game when this releases. Especially when you're coming out with like some of the bigger titles, like you got to compete. So, if you fail and they just like get lose interest and they go on something else, they might never come back. So yeah, Steven, yeah, do you it's think it's pretty important? Steven, do you think the expansion model that we see on PC games like World of Warcraft, etc., would work? for games like this better than just releasing a brand new title. Well, that's what Siege has been doing. Right, but I'm saying I'm saying rather than release a brand new Rainbow Six game, you know, revamp it in some way, call it an expansion, get it out there. I almost wonder if they would make more money at the end of the day doing that for a little bit less, you know, cost to people, but I think more people might buy it. It than... just depends what the, like... The, the player bases. Mm-hmm. The reason I think we see these sequels instead of expansions, even if they are just feel like expansions. I mean, you can make the same case for Overwatch 2, which is coming now. Sure. Um, and, like, they're all 
it's to bring people back because people not, might true. not come back for for an expansion. I mean, look at Destiny. Um, people do come back for those, but not as many as people buy the brand new Destiny title, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the reason. Whereas like WoW has a lot of people and they continuously get them for each expansion that they're just there's no point in making a new World of Warcraft game, even mm-hmm. if some of the expansions change the like not like not the how you move and interact with the world, but the the whole what what skills are good what characters are good all of that changes with each patch and all that so it just it depends i i could see it happening but i think you need a dedicated fan base for it to to happen and rainbow six siege is the game that could have done it and they did do it for a long time like Mm -hmm. rainbow six siege came out in 2015 or 16 i i think i was out of the army at that point we just google and need it here gosh that game i feel like that game's been out for a minute so a new one is it doesn't feel like it was you know rushed it came out the december same... 1st of 15 okay so for all intent and purpose kind of was <laughs> 16 um i mean it had one month in, in 15 mm-hmm. obviously so yeah i mean the game's been out for It'll been out for um, basically four and a half, five years by the time quarantine comes out. Like that's mm. not that bad. Like we no really not at all. Way faster. Well, it's yeah. still going strong too. So it's not yeah. like people are like we need another one. We're tired of this one. Like it is going strong. So which is good. So that means they don't need to rush it as much. Mm-hmm. Oh, Siege is one of the most fun fun multiplayer games I've ever played. If you can get a squad together, I don't like playing that game solo. Mm-hmm. You get a team of four. It's it's really it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, I honestly, though, to, to end, end this this topic, like I'm not surprised Gods and Monsters got delayed. That game was when when I first heard about it, it was previewed to be like a Legend of Zelda, like Breath of the Wild type mm-hmm. game mixed, but with Greek mythology. And I was like, wow, that game came out or is announced less than a year from when it's the release date was less than a year from when it was announced. And I was like, that seems a bit quick for a game. Yeah. That is supposed to be, yeah, that that good. So, I don't know if I expected it. It's also Ubisoft, so they love delays. Which, again, I don't have an issue with when the game comes out and it works. Um, But yeah, I mean, it sucks, I guess. Uh, But if if the game works when it comes out, I I forget all about the delay. And there's so much games coming out in the next six months that again, not a big deal if one or two or three of them get delayed. Right. Absolutely. So, all right. Guys, let's wrap up news there and go ahead and take a look ahead to next week. And, you know, nothing big coming out outside of uh, Need for Speed Heat. And this little other game that we've heard about a time or two. Graham's all-time favorite. We talked about pre-order, Stephen. Graham's pre-ordered this thing like eight times. Oh, definitely. Death Stranding, Graham. How excited are you? It's here. And you still have no idea what it is. Woo! <laughs> Did anyone watch the launch trailer? I was today? just about to ask that. I'm not because yeah. the Apparently reason it's the greatest thing ever. I well, did not for because my favorite person in the entire video games industry, Tim Rogers, said don't. And I listen to Tim Rogers mm-hmm. when he speaks. I listen. So why I, did he I, say don't? He just because he's played the game. His review comes out on Friday, so he watched the trailer and he's played the game and beaten the game. So he'll know why not why you shouldn't watch it. 
And so I'm not going to. And I didn't want to anyways, because I know I'm going to get this game. And I, I don't know what's going on in the game. And at this point, I don't even know if I want to know until I'm playing the game. I don't even know if I'm playing the game, if I'm going to understand what's going on in the game. But we're gonna it's going to be an experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's because that's how they're portraying the game. It's though. an experience. Yes, and and for, I like experiences. For all the kidding around we've done around it, it's I am absolutely looking forward to getting my hands on this game. It, this is one of those like once-in-a-generation type of games where it has so much hype around it and... You know, the it has the name behind it. Um, Jeff Keighley. Just kidding. <laughs> Conan Kojima. O'Brien. Yeah, that was Conan O'Brien. And Conan O'Brien, yeah. But no, um, Kojima, you know, he is legendary. And, and is he put on a pedestal maybe too much sometimes? You can make that argument. But um, he is a legendary game developer and yeah. creator and, and artist and all of those things. So, you know, maybe it's deserved. And... He continues to churn out fantastic game after fantastic game, and I have no doubt this is going to be more yeah, of the same. Fantastic. The hype, if, if it lived up to the hype on uh, mm-hmm. Friday. Yep. So, at, well, it's always a good sign when the when the review embargo yep. lifts a week before the damn game comes right. out, right? So, you remember God of War? That thing was like three yep. weeks before the game. No, it was one week. It was exactly a week. It felt like three yeah. weeks. But that's a long time. And, yeah. you know, and of course, it was getting tens everywhere. So, you know, God of War uh, had that type of hype around it. Red Dead 2 had that type of hype around it. Breath of the Wild had that type of hype. And this game. And that's about it for this generation. Really. So, you know, in terms of that level of excitement. And, uh, and now, uh, Need for Speed Heat. You know, it's right up there with it, right? <laughs> that's a game that exists? It, it does, and it goes room room, and it probably plays super well on Xbox. I don't know if there's any shooting in it, but you can drive cars. Yeah, so that that's a requirement to buy on Xbox. Yeah. So. And actually, the way the trailers look, there is some shooting. It might not be, you know, you can control it, but I mm-hmm. think it'll be in some cutscenes. Okay. Um, it, it is Fast mm-hmm. and Furious Heat. I mean, sorry, Need for Speed Heat. Well, no, the Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious Need for Speed was the last one. Payback this or one. whatever? Yeah, no, I know. Payback, yeah, I know. This is this is Need for Speed Miami Vice because mm. oh, it has like the neon colors from the eighties, like right out of just Miami. Remake Vice. Underground, all right. That's all you need. Need for Speed. Yeah. I don't understand why you keep trying to make or, these. Or Hot Pursuit. I'd be happy with that. Too. No, no, no. Or so. the original Most Wanted, not the garbage that was remade. The game was remade once, and it was terrible mm. because the original Most Wanted was phenomenal. Yeah. So, come on. But I guess we should wait for the reviews to come out before we yeah. pass so judgment. Yeah, so let's talk but... about the reviews for a second. And uh, it is the last episode of The Mont, so we're going to do our segment where uh, we talk about, you know, how we think games are going to perform critically. And I do want to stress here before we do this this time, this isn't to make any sort of predictions about the reviewers or the site itself. It's about how good we think the game is going to be. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to, before we do this, guys, because we, did, we didn't discuss this on the show, but we got some really fun feedback about this site. It was something. A little while Yes. Ago. Yeah. So uh, a listener out there, and I, I so apologize if I butcher this, but Mateen, I think that's how we're going to say it here. Um, but I, again, I apologize if it was off. 
So, uh, from Southern California. So, thanks for writing in. And he has listened to all the episodes, so that is awesome. Thank you for that. Thank and you. And he, he wanted to know what happened to the first 57 episodes on CastBox. We don't have control over that. That is something that CastBox handles. Uh, I guess when you get to 185, you know, some sort of dropping off on some of them. I think, though, on iTunes or uh, some of the others, it will still have all 185 and however many we end up having by the time you you get back to doing uh listening to all of them so um he is he he likes our uh our team uh steven is the angry one he attacks everything uh, i remember one of the shows he got so angry that you could not stop him uh, Stephen, do you remember what that was i don't i don't i, I mean and yeah it's, yeah it, it to, might not be a a singular event yeah, yeah that's what i mean mm. gotta narrow it down so, a little sometimes i just pick things and go yeah but his thoughts, uh, what was with that over and under stuff for games? I mean, like, come on. It's so weird. That ain't no gaming podcast. You're a top ten podcast in gaming. Thank you for that, by the way. Appreciate that. I wish the people that made the list were listening to you. Um, but he said, don't ruin it. Uh, we are going to dive right into ruining it right here. Um, but my team, we thank you for the feedback. Hopefully, yes. the segment grows on you. If not... <laughs> um, Continue to send emails. It should we'll, be faster than last time. Yeah. So. But continue to send emails. Continue to listen. We do get the feedback from everybody out there. We try to respond yeah. to everybody. And uh, and I we do love We don't always listen, emails. but uh, we do read them. No, I, we read all of them, and I love yes. reading all of the emails. We do. Like, even the negative ones. Some of them make um, us laugh. Some of them make us really happy because it's nice to hear good things once in a while, right? And Some of them make um, me cry every time. Yeah. Some of them were like, what are you listening Tears to? Tears of joy. Like, my favorites are when in the exact same week we get accused of being Xbox fanboys and PlayStation fanboys. That was fun. That was a good people. week. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. But anyway... Uh, we are going to go through the, the major releases for November. It's only four games, so it's going to be pretty quick. And again, you guys, you get 100 points to use. you got to bet so many points on each one. And you're just going to say over under the number that we throw out here. And let's start with uh, the big release of November, Death Stranding. In fact, I would argue there's, well, there's actually three really big releases in November. But mm-hmm. Death Stranding, over under 9.5. Steven. Who's going first? Yeah. Well, I mean, because I said so. That's stupid. That means I have to go first twice. Sure. Steven, just go. No. Just go. Um, I'm going to say 10 over. 10 points over. Okay. 10 points and over. Playing a little safe. Uh, for me, I also went over and I went with 25 points. All right. 80 points over. Ooh, very confident. I think this game's going to be a 10 out of 10. 9 9 at the worst. All right. By the way, we do use the IGN review to gauge this. Um, the reason yeah. we don't use Metacritic is because Metacritic does fluctuate, fluctuate and change. Too much. Yep. All right. Graham, just for you, you're, uh, you can go first next. Uh, Pokemon. So I'm not very confident with this one as my, my points will tell you but i went for under and i went with five. Oh yeah well, it's 9.0 by the way over under nine. Oh yeah, yeah yes i went for under 9.0 for five points okay not very confident under. all right 
I'm gonna wager f- one point <laughs> under. I don't. I don't know. I Definitely don't. not confident. No, Steven. Ten points under. Okay. Uh, Pokemon I'll, tends I'll to be those under. those games that. I mean, they're fun, but I I can see this is gonna be an eight point nine, almost guaranteed, or an eight point seven five or something. If this gets over a nine or above, like nine or above, I'll be happy. And I hope it does. I hope I'm wrong. I like being wrong about these sort of things. But yeah, I'm going to go the under. Need for Speed Heat. Over or under a 7.5. I will go first. And I'm going to wager four points here and go. Big spender. Well, I spent 80 on Dustrangram. I know, I know, I know. So. God, I want to believe in this game, but I'm going to say under. <laughs> All right. Like, I like some of the things I see, but uh, I just know. So, yeah. for me... It's Steven next, by the way. Yeah, it's me oh, next. Yeah. Sorry. Go, Steven. Um, I'm going one point. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. I want to say over, but I don't want to say over at the same time. Um... We got to something me, different. Me, 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 uh, I'm going to say one point over. All right. So, funny, point. it seems like three of us are on the fence with this game. Uh, first, I was going with under. But then I'm like, you know, 7.5. I think, I'm hoping that it will be higher. So, I went with 20 points for over. Okay. I hope you're right, Grant. I really hope you're right. And, but I kind of, the selfish part of me hopes you're not, because then I'll be tempted to buy it. And I don't <laughs> want to spend any more on, on games. So, all right, now, for the biggest release of not just November, not just the year, maybe the generation. Of Tyler's life. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's not even the biggest release of the day, but okay. Yes, it is. But all right. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is, uh, I'm going to go over under 9.0, Steven, your thoughts. No, I don't get both big games. No, 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 no. Fine, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. This is small, but I don't get, I, no, no, you're not going to make me go first on both of them. Well, it doesn't, okay. I, I'll go first, it's fine. I'll go first, doesn't matter. All right, you guys go first then. I'll go last. All right. He's whiner over there. Okay, so <laughs> Grab go. I I believe in this game and I really want it to be amazing for Tyler. I would love for you, it to be a ten. Uh, so I went with fifty points for over. Wow, that's where I went big. Okay. Tyler, I know he's going under. He's doing it. 15 points. That's what I've left. Um, it's not going to hit 9. It's going to be an 8-7. I knew it. Yeah. It's EA. You have no faith in I EA. hope I'm wrong. I, I think there's so many good things we've seen about this game. There's a lot of hype around it. A lot of um, behind-the-scenes things have impressed a lot of people. And I hope I am wrong. I just don't know that I'm going to be. So... Eight, seven. So what's going to be the better Star Wars game 
Lego Star Wars or um, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi. Yeah, this Fallen this Order. one will be the more immersive game. There is, but you know, when it, when it comes to like just pure fun, uh, man, that Lego game looks pretty good. Skywalker Saga, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So yeah. So I get to go here. Yep. Um, and the reason I didn't want to go first is because I have the same issue that Tyler is having, is that I don't think it will hit a 9.0. But if it does, it's going to go white, like way past it. I agree. I think it'll be either a 9.5 or below a 9. I don't think there's going to be like a 9.2 in there. Um, I have 79 points to work with. (laughs) 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 But I'm going to change my Death Stranding to be a, a nice little... 70 points for the over. So that puts me at 19 points left. Quick math. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna say that it's going to be over because I, I, I hope it is. Um, Wait, Graham. What just happened? Steven's the optimist here? Yes, and you're the pessimist. Well, see, here's the thing. When they said the combat's going to be Souls-like, and actually the entire game's going to be Souls-like, that's got me on a on a happy, happy mm-hmm. ho- a horse, right? Like, it'll be easier than Souls, but the same idea, like, you rest at these quote-unquote bonfires. They're not bonfires. They're, like, mm-hmm. kneeling meditation pads or whatever, based on what we saw at E3, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the combat is similar to Sekiro, um, though not as hard. However, all the people that previewed it, and there were a lot of people, said that if you bump that difficulty up, it is just as hard as Sekiro, and that's awesome. And I know Tyler's going to be playing on the hardest difficulty because Tyler is really good at video games, and he's mm-hmm. the biggest Soulsborne fan of oh, all three 100%. of us. Um, beat all of them. He's done <laughs> no-hit runs, soul-level one runs, shield-only runs. But I have, not, I have not done Drunk Souls. That is Graham's territory. That's true. So. I wouldn't say I, I did it. I will say I attempted it. Yeah, I'm not going to say you did it either because I wish we had video evidence of that because that would be the greatest ever. I'm like Graham. Graham, you're going in circles. The path is right there, but I'm trying not to like you know backseat game him over Twitch and you know because mm-hmm. at the time we were on Twitch and so I just let it happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, and he was pretty drunk. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that out again. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like you need to play the game once or twice first before doing a Drunk Souls, but you know, what do I know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, it's fun right. going in there blind, though. So all of us have it set. Um, yeah, the only one we were all in agreement upon was Pokemon Sword and Shield, but none of us were very confident it was under a, under a 9, so yeah. we're not going to lose that much if we lose. So, um, and we'll, we'll recap October next week. Yes, we will. We will also announce our winner for community giveaway for the month of October next week. We do have one more day in October for people to rack up sparks. Yep. So do that. And just a reminder, everybody, if you want to be uh, entered in to win the community giveaway uh, prize for November, head on over to Mixer, uh, mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore hub, and hit that follow button and spend sparks in the channel. If you're in the top 10 in sparks spent for the month of November, you'll be entered into the giveaway uh, for a gift card that we do at the end of the month. So uh, go ahead and do that. It's an easy way to support the show, support the community completely free for you. We have a stream up and running 24 hours a day. So you can just open a window and leave it open 
and earn sparks all day, every day. And then uh, check in, say hi, and spend some sparks, and you'll be entered to win a gift card. So pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Holidays are coming. You might that they gift are. card might come in handy. Yes. There's going to be a couple sure. of really good sales on these consoles here, digital sales. Pretty soon, you're going to get the Black Friday sale, and you're going to get the uh, Xbox will have their 12 Days of Christmas and PlayStation. I forget what they do, but it's the same type of deal. And those gift cards will come in handy. So get in there, get in to make sure to spend some sparks, earn some sparks, all that good stuff. Completely free to do, and it really helps us out a ton. So, all right. Yeah. Guys, Real yeah. Um, because we weren't live last week, we did not preview our good friend Luigi's Mansion. And we're not oh, going yeah. to fully preview it. But as a reminder, Luigi's Mansion comes out in like... Actually, Nintendo's really weird with their like releases. So it might be two hours from now. It might be five hours from now. Um, but it comes out on the 31st, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, it's the perfect spooky game for you guys at home. Um, mm. Probably the best the horror game out there on the market. Um, I've read previews and I've read reviews now that the reviews are out. It's getting quality quality reviews, uh, like eight fives, I think, pretty pretty much across the board. A um, lot of good stuff I, I've read, and I'm I'm excited. I I like the first Luigi's Mansion. I, I bought it on a whim when I was a, a kid at Walmart, or I should say, my dad probably yeah, paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the most fun. It, it it had brought me the love of the best brother in the you know in the of of the two brothers uh luigi is far and away the number one number one brother uh but yeah luigi's mansion one was a really really fun game um and alan wake stole its uh gameplay from from that game so there you go uh but i actually really like dark moon as well and so i'm really excited for three uh it comes out tomorrow like i said i i will be picking it up at some point uh maybe hopefully i played it by the time next episodes and i maybe speak to it uh, it's a decently length game though. It's like twenty five to thirty hours, so that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. It's nice here. It's that long. Right. Yeah, I really love the gameplay loop in that game. You you shine flashlights at ghosts, and then you suck them up with the vacuum. It's the coolest thing ever. It's very Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. But better. Yeah. And there's Gooey. Luigi. Gooey as well. I mean. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the did. best. Um, Booths, I guess we'll call it, at E3. They had the whole yeah. castle there and everything, so that was really cool. It was a hotel. Or a hotel. It was, hotel. it was one of the first um, things we saw when we walked in. And the Nintendo like staff was dressed up as like bellhops, and it was yep. pretty fun. That was. It, was it reminded cool. me of the Twilight Zone, actually. Actually, the Hollywood Tower of Terror, to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sad that that is not a, a non-existent ride at Disneyland. I know. What did they that turn that a, into now? Gardens of the Galaxy. I haven't yes. been on it, so I can't can't speak to it but i really liked hollywood tower of terror um, tower of terror was great really really fun but i'm excited to play luigi's mansion like i said luigi's the best mario sucks there you right. so cool all right steven while we have here um continue on and announce our giveaway winner i guess i do have to keep talking yeah um our giveaway winner drum roll please just kidding no our giveaway winner is christopher nelson uh, thank you so much. You are the lucky winner. Uh, we'll reach out to you, and you can tell us what you want and claim your prize. And as always, thank you to Carlos Alv Williams, uh, Grant Pfeiffer, Damian Sutevsky, and Casey Wright. Uh, you guys are at the tier where you get the shout-out. Uh, we thank all our patrons, but special shout-out to you guys. We can't do it without you guys. 
um, we love all our listeners, but patrons help us get to places where like E3. Um, and yeah, we, we, we appreciate your support and thank you guys so much. And once again, congratulations to Christopher Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. And thank you. All right. All right, guys, let's uh, wrap it up and get out of here. Uh, Grant, are you dressing up as anything for Halloween? Yeah, ghost. You know, throw the sheet over my head. Okay. Very creative. Yes. Sure. Um, but yeah, no Halloween parties. Um, like I said, the weather is going to be really crappy. So it's someone does where you get a really nice costume and you got to like throw a jacket over it. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, probably won't be dressing up this year. Are awkward. you taking the kids trick or treating? Yes. Obviously, somebody's got to get me candy. All right, sounds good. Now, do you now, Graham? Are you going to pull the trick where you test "quote unquote" the candy for the kids? Yeah, sure. Quality control. So, what? Which brands are your favorites that you have to test? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Those are those are very sketchy. You got to be very careful. Overrated. Nobody's talking to you. Um, Uh, Remember those? Well, I don't know, but remember they probably still have them. Those molasses candy where the paper gets stuck in them. Oh yeah. That kids don't want to eat. Laffy Taffy. Uh, No, I don't think it was that. I don't know what they are called. I don't remember what Um, it was called. And I swear that Lay's chips, regular, started as Halloween chips. Because I remember they were in, like, the plain bag, and there was never labeled. And then I remember I ate Lay's chips, and I'm like, that's the chip I've been looking for all my life. Wait a second. You mean garbage, salty salt? I hate Lay's are disgusting. So, Graham, no, I, I don't think Lay's are disgusting, but Graham, you, you had me until you said Lay's potato chips are an appropriate Halloween thing to well, give. Well, it was as, as a kid. Was, so basically, you go home and you separate it all, and you count and you compare mm-hmm. with your brother. Sure. And the chips are usually when come towards the end, but then you realize these are actually really good. Okay. I'm but they're Lay's, so they're Did you ever good. get seal pie? On Halloween. <laughs> no, that's okay. why I uh, I avoid certain houses because you could end up with that. You never know. Yeah. A, a bottle of seal flipper pie. So, I'll I'll say a tradition in when I was growing up, we'd have SOS on Halloween night. Um, I, I don't know what that is. I was always it's Google. Just it's, call um, it, just call it what it is, Stephen. Deliciousness. Yes, it, it's super good. I'm sure you had it. it. It stands for shit on shingle, and it, it's that. basically gravy Maybe with three, yes. with ground beef mixed into it. Stephen uses those. No, it's roast beef is the correct thing no, to do. Not, with. It's not. But anyway, yes, it is. It was it's cheaper than ground beef. That was the whole point of the meal. This guy, not not even in the army or or you know in the military, doesn't know anything about anything. Knows nothing about nothing. All right. SOS was meant as a cheap meal and roast beef was cheaper. Like dried roast beef was cheaper than ground beef, which is why they use that with gravy on bread. And he tries to do it on potatoes and he's a weirdo. I right? do it on potatoes. Incorrect. Yeah, tries potatoes. to add fancy things to no, what is just flour, milk, toast. and roast beef and a lot yeah. of salt and pepper and butter. But that's beside the point. It's delicious, phenomenal. It's, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. By the way, though, uh, real quick, right before we go, Kit Kats are the best candy. That's not even a question. They're number one. Eat Reese's are overrated. Overrated. Reese's peanut butter cups, overrated. But they're pretty good. But they're number two. Reese's Actually, are the two. best. 
No, they're not. Kit Kats yeah. are the best. Kit Kats are up there, dude. I'm, yeah, Kit Kats are good. Yeah, take, five. Are take five is the best candy, mm. though, after Kit Kat. In fact, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are one. Rockets. The Reese's Big Cups are two. The Reese's um, Crunchy Candy Bar is third. Are you an idiot? And maybe Kit Kat's fourth. Maybe Snickers, though. You're, you're dumb. Reese's Falls after <laughs> Kit Kats, um, after Take no. Five, and after Snickers, actually. No. That is, That's... as they say in the business, fake news. And with it's that, not, we, <clears throat> we're going to wrap up 185. Kit, 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 Kit. Happy Halloween to everyone. It is... Uh, Happy and, Halloween. Yeah, and it's... Uh, th- does this count as the start of the holiday season or do we have to wait until thanksgiving uh christmas started a month ago i don't know what you're talking about well it certainly did at walmart i can tell you that and in steven's mind well um, no, singing. no graham and tyler have bells ringling ding, ding, i'm guessing in two days it's gonna be christmas so oh anyway remember everybody set your clocks back that's true you get an extra hour sleep on sunday yes you do and uh, have a great week, everybody. Uh, have, have fun, play good games, and uh, we'll be back next week with 186. Until then, uh, have fun, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Have a spectacular Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>